Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Armor of God, Suit Up, Part 1 of 7. Key verses are Ephesians 6, 10, 11, and 12. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This series examines the armor of God from the viewpoint of why it is so important to suit up. I want to take the three key verses and look at the words Paul used. The importance of God's armor is seen in the enemy we face. Without this armor in place, Satan will quickly overcome even the best Christian. The power of God's armor makes me think of getting into an Abrams tank, locking the hatch down, and loading the cannon, then starting the engine and moving against the enemy. We're not some skinny stick figure trying to wear armor too big for us, as David did when King Saul gave him his armor. No, we have explosive power available if we will just learn to use it. The devotion focus is armor indicates a fight and we're in it. The Apostle Paul spent his life not only proclaiming the gospel, but also exhorting Christians to live for God. He knew what a battle Christians face and knew it from painful experience. During his ministry, he was beaten, stoned and left for dead, shipwrecked, and then abandoned by men who were ministering with him at the time. He knew we must be guarded in our minds first of all, and to this end, he wrote out a method for protection. This method is found in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. To help us understand the analogy of the need for protection, Paul used armor. And some scholars believe Paul drew his descriptions from a centurion guarding him. So let's look at definitions of a few words and phrases found in the key verses. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that word, that phrase, be strong, it is to empower, to enable, and to be made strong. And this is taken from a word that means to strengthen. And that word is taken from dunamis, force as an explosive power. It's the word we get dynamite from. Also in verse 10 is the word power, the power of his might. Besides alluding to power, it also means dominion, as in rule or authority, God's authority. And finally in verse 10, his might. Again, besides that allusion to power, it means ability. So let's cobble these meanings together into a paraphrase of verse 10. Here it is. Christian, be empowered by the supreme authority of God and use the explosive strength of his authority in his, that's God's, ability. So by recognizing through faith, and faith as that choice to believe God's word, we have been vested with authority from God. We have the power of God, his explosive power released through prayer in, to enable us to engage in spiritual warfare. As a police officer, I was vested with authority to enforce law, and it took me a while to get used to that idea especially when it came to arresting someone. I had the authority, but then it was up to me to take action based on that authority. 
And now in Ephesians 6, 11, the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So in verse 11, the whole armor simply means all of it. Again, going back to my law enforcement days, I wore soft body armor covering my torso, and I wore that daily. But when rendering safe an explosive device as a bomb tech, I wore a full suit of body armor. And then also to stand in this verse means to abide, to continue, as in continue on the path of doing right. It's standing firm and strong. And stand against means going forward, doesn't mean inaction. And we're to move against the wiles or the trickery of Satan. When Satan cannot come against us, since we have the Holy Spirit abiding in us, he resorts to deceit, lying to us in order to lead us off the path of doing right. And it's not just right living at stake here. It also involves our duty to lost souls in danger of eternal damnation. And then Ephesians 6.12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so in verse 10, to wrestle against is to resist, but we resist by going forward. Again, it's that idea of walking in righteousness, of living right. And also, we're up against a satanic government operating in darkness, spiritual darkness. And spiritual in this sense, in this verse, is carnal uh, spirituality. It's sinful. Wickedness is depravity, malice. It's carried forth against us by plots of iniquity. This means wickedness is harmful, evil, diseased, vicious. It's mischief, grievous, and lewd. And all this evil is centered in and comes through to us from a celestial realm, meaning we can't reach it, but it can and does reach us. However, as we'll see in future, a future episode on prayer, we can affect that dark realm through prayer. In summary, Spiritual warfare is real, and when engaged against us, is usually conducted by Satan on more of low-key influence instead of all-out war. And the verses in this episode describe the enemy's tactics and our protection. Now, action to consider is to read through Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18 this week, and ask God to give you understanding of these verses as it affects your life right now. Make a list of what he reveals to you and keep that list handy. Next week's devotion, the first piece of armor, the belt of truth. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.